Now broadcasting live on Ustream or direct to your portable device from Martin Road Studios. Bagdenboard.com presents the Bagged and Boardcast. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. Drink my beer. It's good. It doesn't work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Uh, what? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is crazy. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bag and Broadcast, episode number 104. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three segments. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top new story of the week. Very <laughs> light week. Very light week. And then we follow that up with the uh, list, which is the comic books we're most looking forward to. This week, it is December 7th. We followed that up with our main topic, and this week it is our retrospective on the Muppets and the Muppets movie. It is going to be Muptastic. I can't it's wait. It's Muptational. It's <laughs> inspirational. It's from the song, guys! Get it! Yes. <laughs> I have marker on my hand. I'm trying to use the spear to get it off. Oh, because of the alcohol. It's not working. Oh. And I wouldn't say that this beer is working as a holiday beer. No. No. Uh, we're drinking uh, Sierra Nevada's Celebration Ale 2011. Um, it's a fresh hops. These are the first hops of the season, they say. Um, it's a nice hoppy beer. Oh, it's very hoppy. Um, I do like it. But this is a competition that we're doing this month in holiday beers. And this does not fit our category. No. This... No. This, you know, I'm surprised it didn't get the marker off because I feel it has stripped everything off my tongue. I can feel each and every individual taste bud right yeah. now because on my tongue because this is so damn hoppy. No. I mean, there's poinsettias on the yeah. the label. I mean, there's a nice gloss padding with a wreath on it. It's like a snow-covered hut. And you don't get any sort of, like, holiday spice from this at all. It is very hoppy. Um, if they called it Hopperbration, <laughs> and it wasn't like a holiday themed label. I'd say like, oh yeah, it's a hopperbration in my mouth. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. a I, I, I mean, I, I think they just put it out as a seasonal. I don't know if Celebration does what some beer companies do, which is they brew a different seasonal, like a different yeah. Christmas beer. Um, the, like the next beer, one of the next beers we're gonna drink that I've brought is. Um, Goose Islands, and every year Goose Island... Ah, uh, spoiler alert, I didn't know what we were drinking next. It's been in the refrigerator for like a week. I don't go in our refrigerator. But he the, only goes in the freezer for the toaster strudels. Every, I do not buy toaster strudels, Paul. I will have you know that. How <laughs> you buy toaster strudels? Paul buys toaster strudels. Delicious. Every year Goose Island brews a different... <laughs> what kind of shit makes you put your own icing on it? Pop-Tarts don't. <laughs> you know what? I don't have a... Toaster that actually pops, so I don't feel inclined to buy. Well, they're still just tarps. We have a exactly. minute. We have a mini pizza oven, so we don't have a toaster either. Exactly, perfect for a toaster strudel. Or cooking anything in, really. Yeah, really. I don't know. I'm just the first time I got a box of toaster strudels, and I was like, I put my own fucking icing on this. I was like, fuck that. I just ate the icing. Yeah, that's what I usually do. I put the it's icing never, on. It never comes out right. Well, you're not doing. I get it, and it's 
perfect. Maybe it's because I'm upset that I have to put my own icing on. <laughs> you squeeze from the bottom. And it's not as much yes. as you get on a no. pop tart. Yeah. I get way too. I get the unfrosted pop tarts. What? <laughs> Why do you hate fun? <laughs> I don't hate fun. I just don't like the the frosting. I also on get. I also just get plain pop tarts. There's no filling in them. It's just the the cookie. That, that way I can just imagine whatever I want inside of it. Mine's full of regret for not liking icing. I normally get the uh, strawberry because I can never find the blueberry on frosting. <laughs> because they shit without on <laughs> And if you notice, the Pop-Tarts that are frosted actually have to be labeled frosted. The Pop-Tarts that are unfrosted are just Pop-Tarts. Well, they're trying to catch people off guard, so they buy it by mistake. <laughs> Every single box is frosted Pop-Tarts. Why isn't there any frosting on this? This is for the people who like lame things. <laughs> like, and don't oh. go to movies. Going <laughs> <laughs> ah, to the movie theater is a difficult chore. <sighs> Wait, I'm going to have to sit where for two hours? That's not in front of a video game? I don't know. You're going to sit for two hours and be completely entertained. Looks like there's a goblin in my beer. You can kind of see it. There's a nose, eye, like big goblin ear, uh, mouth. Mine looks like a wolf without ears. I want to move it, but I don't want to disturb it. Wolf without ears. Oh, no, he's got an ear. You see the wolf? I don't see it. Mine is a sub a whale. That's this sorry. episode has everything. Do you see it? It's got like the eye. What are you ear, saying it is? A goblin. Um, it's like see, hunched over. I see a rooster. No. See a rooster. See, there's his beak. Look from my angle. Well, you're looking at it backwards. You have to look. This is the back. That would be the ear. Going down, you see an eye. There's like a mouth, chin, neck, body. Okay, yeah, but do you see my rooster? I see the rooster. Yeah, visual. I I look at that. I look at that and it's more like a, looks like a plague doctor to me. You don't see the wolf? No, I don't see a wolf. See, look, there's his nose and there's his mouth. No, you're stretching. Everybody. Paul has an amoeba in his. It's a whale. That has a oh, I see it. The water, but you know our listeners can't. <laughs> Fuck our listeners. They should. Hey, pour yourself a beer. Look in the glass. Tell us what you see in it. Contact at bangboardcast.com. Yeah, I want to know. Gonna they should, but they won't. <laughs> they never do. <laughs> All right, so let's head into the news. Hey, new. The new. I, yeah, I can't so say news because there's only one story that we have. Exactly, and that is that Game Pro. Website and magazine, both shutting down. December 5th, there will no longer be a GamePro.com. If you go there, you'll be redirected to PC World. See, I'm shocked that they're shutting down the website, too. Yeah, that's that's why I brought it up as a news story, because it's that is kind news. of weird. That's news to me, Paul. That's newsworthy. That is something to talk about. This uh, The GamePro magazine has been going on since 1989, uh, and they went... In July, they switched from monthly magazine to quarterly, and now that is even being shut down. Their next quarterly magazine will be the last Game Pro, following uh, briefly like One Up and EGM shutting down, but they came back. Uh, it's just surprising that these game publications, for the amount of money people spend on video games, for them not to be able to support one magazine is really crazy. I I just think it's impossible to to like deliver a monthly video game magazine in a world with the internet. I mean, as soon as something breaks, it happens online. I mean, especially if you're right. going down to quarterly, 
mm-hmm. a yeah. quarterly video game magazine. But it wouldn't but be it, about news anymore. It, it should be about really in-depth reviews, highlighting those games that aren't getting covered or don't get seen online, you know, not the big tentpole games, you know, and focus more on, like, almost video game culture. I think there there should be room for that out there in a I, magazine format. Well, you, you can't get that all in blogs, though. Yeah, but nobody scrolls down past the first roll on a blog. It's I like, do. I might not read the stories, the, but... What was the... Wait, what did he just say, then? <laughs> do you read everything you scroll past? No. Well, I'm saying, like, on the story, you won't... Most people don't scroll down on the story. Oh. Like, they click on the story, and they won't go past that first roll. I, I was looking at, like, the main screen okay. where, like, I look at all the different stories. Ooh, I have, I have news now. Okay. But we can, yeah, we can continue talking about this though, but this is kind of related. So when, so do you read and click through the whole story, like after the first page, like if it asks you to go to page two of the story? If I find it interesting enough, like if it's a story that I want to read more mm-hmm. of, okay. But if it doesn't get me like past that first like paragraph or two, no. <clears throat> I think that's where magazines would have it over the web where you could do those longer forms because I think your attention span on actual paper is longer than on screen where you're constantly asked to click away. I think so. I get what I get the magazine through. Yeah. Game informer. Game informer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't even look at it. Yeah. Well, that's, I've gotten the last two of them. Like I get it. I get it quote unquote free because mm-hmm. I paid 14 bucks for, yeah, the the card, and I get the magazine for a year, and it's completely that is what keeps that magazine afloat. I actually will like flip through the issues. I might not read all the articles, but when like the one that came out with Borderlands Two in it, I was like, oh, I was pumped for that because yeah, like yeah. that was the first like actual time that I saw anything about Borderlands Two. That's probably the last out of the last three magazines I've gotten is mm-hmm. the only thing I've read out of it. Which I already looked up stuff online about it, so everything they told me I'd already kind of known. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, sometimes I look through it. I mean, I have them sitting by my bed, like for that moment where I'm like, ah, "What should I do before I go to bed?" Oh, I can masturbate. My... <laughs> Method, what do I do after I masturbate? I'm about to go to bed. <laughs> you have some messed up dreams after that. Don't you? Nightly, it's a nightly chore. Not reading about the games. <laughs> well. Also kind of on the uh, subject of magazines shutting down. Paul, you didn't talk about it too much. Yes, our thoughts about everything. <clears throat> oh, about the game? I'm just upset. Game well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just surprised. The amount of money that is made in the video game industry that a magazine can't be supported. Cat Fancy is still getting published. A magazine <laughs> about cats, you know? And there's photography but, journals. Like, yeah. I'm almost to the point... Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it shouldn't be a magazine anymore. Maybe it has to be like a video game journal, almost all artistic, all art house kind of like look at the art of video games. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a almost scholarly source on the subject of the video game industry. It, 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 because there has to be room up there for the amount of money it generates. Movies have what E E W Entertainment Weekly, uh, Us Magazine. You know all those. You know I just don't understand why it doesn't. Why it doesn't work. Mostly the readers of those magazines, though, are not tech savvy. 
Yeah, but, but, but are, like, I mean, like, the in touch and those things mm-hmm. are mostly women. Right. Game, game magazines are for people who are in that world of gaming, who would be looking online. Yeah. Who would be following different websites that follow those. And then right. you have so many different magazines. You got the PlayStation magazine. You got the Xbox magazine. You got the... Nintendo Power. Nintendo yeah, Power. but those are supported by the yeah. right. manufacturers. But, okay, yeah. so you follow that magazine. Most people only have one system. I mean, the, the three of us are, you know, we each have two different systems in the home. Three if you count PC. Three yeah. if you count PC. So, to have a magazine that covers... Don't worry, guys, I won't let them forget about the PC games. <laughs> Paul's the only one that remembers PC games, because John had a player. You're going to have... Do you want a magazine that covers all of yeah. those? I get it free for belonging to the GameStop thing that I get my magazine for. So I'm, and even when I didn't have that, I wasn't looking for a magazine about the games. When it it comes to video game news, I check a couple websites online, like not daily because I'm not on my computer every day, but I will always look at Kotaku.com or Joystick.com when I'm like online just to see what kind of stuff they have, like whether something's been announced like reviews, feedback on stuff. And then um honestly Penny Arcade too. Like yeah, I, I enjoy reading the comic strips, but that's a site where I will kinda of read like the first yeah. like blurb on like their homepage about like whatever they're talking about. I won't scroll down. <laughs> yeah. Nope. But but I always just kinda of like to see like, oh what's because they're gamers, like what's yeah. relevant to them right now. Mm-hmm. That's honestly how I found out about Minecraft. Like that was the first place yeah. I heard about it. Man, that's kind of interesting that you mentioned Minecraft. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of topical. Yeah. I didn't think you guys would care about that. No, I, I think Minecraft's cool. Um, I know you I tried did, it out. I, I tried it out. I didn't like go anywhere past like the free beta, but I, I thought it was cool. I, I'm, I'm hinting at this new story because I'm pretty sure, Chris, you wanted to bring it up. I, I, I did want to bring it up, but... Since we we're talking about it, um, yeah, you should explain what we're talking um, about. Minecraft's actually out of beta now. I think they're on like one point zero or one point one now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually pay for the real Minecraft game now, and it's actually um, available on PC. It's coming out on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I'm not sure exactly when. Yeah, because um, they got to hurry up and do that because there's so been so many Minecraft clones that hit. Well, what's interesting is um, on Xbox, the creator of Minecraft left. Yeah. The company, I, I forget what the company's name is, but he goes by, like, the Tag Notch. Yeah, Notch. Uh, um, but yeah, he's he left that, he's going to be doing his own thing now. Mm-hmm. Which he's is, made his money. Yeah, he, he made his money on a game that Notch just came Pearson out. Marcus Pearson steps yeah. down as lead uh, Minecraft developer. But that's kind of cool. I mean, like, he, you know, created a game, probably made a good amount of money on just, like, the beta for mm-hmm. it, and is able to say, like, yeah, I'm going to go off and do something else now. I... I think I remember us talking about this before, but I have no idea what Minecraft is. Mojang is the name of the company. Mojang. M O J A N G. I looked it up. Yay, uh, Paul. Paul. Yeah. yeah, it's this. It was a PC beta. You download the uh, client, and you'd be able to go into this world and build anything you want out of the blocks that you would mine. Yeah, it, it's a very like. Kind of 32-bit looking game. 
Mm-hmm. Like, is, everything's, like, really blocky. Is this the one where a guy was trying to build, like, um, the Enterprise? Yeah, he was, okay. be, he was building, like, a scale replica of it, which I need to check on and see how far in he's gotten. Um, but, yeah, that was it. And then, basically, um, once it becomes night in the game, like, you're attacked by, like, creepers, which are, like, zombie kind of things. Hmm. But, yeah, it's been out for over a year, and uh, it's just, like, it really struck a chord with the PC gaming like community community you know people run their own dedicated servers they allow you know people are able to invite their friends into their like world to also help them build their big temples it, it's weird how stuff catches on like that because angry birds example of that i was thinking about it today i downloaded it i didn't care because i've played that game before under like five different names where you have a slingshot you shoot something at something else and you try to knock it down mm-hmm. I don't know why Angry Birds... Because like, it's so physics-based. No, but there's other <laughs> physics-based out there. Like, 100% physics, man. That, that game's been made before under, like, 100 different Grand names. physics. Why does Angry Birds catch, but, like, none of these other ones do? It's weird. Crank's physics caught. Line Rider. You know, those physics-based kind of puzzling games. Yeah. Played this game where you're a guy with, like, Duke Nukem, and you shot a rocket launcher to blow up zombies. You know. Hit stuff and they'd yeah, fall and they'd kill him. I played that one for a little bit too. That game was fun. <laughs> game. Angry Birds, like I played, like I played one of the Angry Birds version, and I was like, okay, this was all right. Yeah, talking about video games and catching on and making money. Not to read all the top articles off of our stuff, <laughs> but I'm kind of, we kind of are right now. Uh, I, I have not Act- video game news. Activision CEO came out and said, "Yeah, Star Wars: The Old Republic." Probably won't make EA any money. He's already laying the smackdown, saying, uh, yeah, Dude. you know, Blizzard and World of Warcraft. Activision owns uh, Blizzard. Just is still steamrolling, and they still, on their server stuff, you know, they make dough. They make money. They make money, but I saw an article just, like, last week about how they, they were losing subscribers. Subscribers in the last three months. To over two million in the last two months but you know with the new release of saying hey sign up for a year and you get Diablo 3 for free I think they're going to uh, quill that tide and also it's going to go free to play after this year after this whole Diablo after Diablo 3 comes out I think it's the move to make it all free to play because they got Project Titan almost ready to go by now I would think well um in kind of similar news Sony announced that they picked up, I forget how many subscribers once DC Universe went free to play. Mm-hmm. I think they had like 100 and hundred some thousand like new subscribers, like mm-hmm. right when it went free to play. And they've actually come out with like the first new DLC for it too, which is actually like a Flash. Uh, yeah, the Speed Force. Speed Force one, like where you actually go to Central City, like they have the Flash Museum there. And it actually looks really cool. And it's something that I was like, oh man, I totally would want to play that. But I've been playing Skyrim, so yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have time to play anything else. And Skyrim does seem never-ending. Oh, it really does. It's such a great, great game. It's so epic. But kind of where like you were going with GamePro shutting down. Last year, Wizard Magazine shut down, no longer doing print publication, reverting everything to an online blog. Um, Garib Seamus just stepped down today as CEO and president. 
of Tom Wizard of Wizard Entertainment. Oh, is that where you were going? That's that's where I was going. I thought the other new story you wanted. The Minecraft thing. No, I, that just came up, like, organically. Oh, I thought that's where you were segueing it to when you brought up Minecraft. No, Paul. Oh. You took that on your own. I didn't mean to take it. No, yeah, it happens. But yeah, um, the creator of Wizard Magazine, gone. And there's no reasoning for it. He just, like, submitted a letter saying, like, as of today, I hereby step down as president CEO. And he's like, has nothing to do with the company's policies or procedures. <laughs> Um, I mean, Wizard's kind of a sinking ship. Yes. I mean, they're no longer doing any sort of print publication. They took everything online. Mm-hmm. But they're still in the convention business, and they've actually been looking to expand upon that. And I feel like that's yeah. where they were really trying to earn their money, um, especially going like toe-to-toe with already established conventions like, like Boston, um, C2E2, mm-hmm. um, the Toronto. Well, C2E2 is kind of newer. That is newer. That, that one's that been around for a few years now. Right, but that... But Wizard Chicago was happening longer than C2E2. True, but they were always happening on different weekends mm-hmm. until Wizard's like, oh, well, guess what? We're doing uh, it at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of sucks. And then they also tried doing the same thing with the uh, Paradise Toronto Comic Con. Yes. They did the Wizard World Toronto, like, the same weekend. Mm-hmm. Other thing with Wizard is they're probably losing money because... like, Which one of you guys ordered, like, the Flash... The Flash yeah. statues, and they sent, like, two of them. They did. That was me. Yeah. And then, um... We're just so bad. Like, even, like, we ordered... Like, we all ordered, like... We'd order, um... When we all did Hero Clicks. Mm-hmm. Like, one of us got, like, two of them. Yeah. I never got mine, so Chris gave me his extra. You got two of those Superman ones. The Robot Superman ones. No, I got... I only got the one. I... Somebody, like... I never got I, my I, Robot I, Superman I might have gotten one. two of them, because I, I know I got the... John Stewart Green Lantern one. Yeah, I got and that the one, too. one. I, so that I never got the Superman one. And then there was that the radioactive Hulk one. I got that one. But no. uh yeah, but like they were shitty with their mark like sending stuff out. Mm-hmm. Well they they've always had problems. Like if you try to call their like customer service line now, it basically doesn't answer. Like if you send an email to customer mm-hmm. service, you're not gonna get a reply. Oh. And Garib Seamus was actually just confronted about that. Mm-hmm. Um Last week, I can't remember, maybe it was two weeks ago, I forget what convention it was. It wasn't Dragon Con, but it was something else. Um, there was a guy dressed up like Lando Calrissian, and mm-hmm. he's white, and he goes by White Lando. <laughs> and went up to him and was like, hey, um, I used to subscribe to Wizard, and you canceled the magazine, but I haven't gotten anything back yet, so what's the deal with that? And, like, Garib Sheamus started to walk away from him, and the guy was just, like, following him, like, what about all these other problems you've had? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I blame it all on Lando. Just like everything in Empire Strikes Back, it's all Lando's fault. Hey, he had a contract, and Seamus altered that contract. He better pray that he doesn't alter it further. That's a that's a Star Wars reference. That's I get it. Yeah, I'm, where Seamus is Darth Vader talking to Lando Carissian <laughs> about. Sorry, I'm listening to you, Paul. That was, it, a, it was a It was a great reference. I'm just trying to. Mull over this beer. I don't yeah, I got uh, our second beer. Nope. Nope. That's, That's not what we're doing. Oh, that was Paul's just drinking. We are doing he, Southern yep. Tears, Old Man. <laughs> it's um, episode 103? One, two? Four? 102 was the one all that over I again? Yeah. yeah, 102 all over again. 
I didn't um, growl at you yet. Ah! <laughs> You're fucking <laughs> Paul. Southern Tier's Winter Ale, um, brewed with three varieties of hops, two types of malt, and it's it's pretty bland. Yeah, it, it is. Like, there's really nothing to it. It has like, it, it's not a taste, but like a feeling. It's, it's almost like kind of muddied in your mouth. Yeah, like everything kind of just like as soon as you drink it, just like falls flat. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if it's just the bottling. I, so I remember. I remember having yeah. this before and really liking it, and that's why I got this it. Might I be was old. Yeah, does it have a date on the bottle? Because yeah. I remember had... the Goose Island problem that we had, where yeah. we finally got Goose Island and it was horrible. We didn't like it. Everything was flat. It just was really weak. And then you guys had it on tap, and it was so much better because no, it was it actually fresh. Doesn't say anything on these. I, so I we can't, just had this last year with uh, Randy. Yeah, and it was it was phenomenal. I can't, I can't, I can just think that maybe just poor bottling or, uh, or yeah. something in that. It can't be old because it's it can't be from last year. <laughs> yeah, you know, Southern. I don't, I don't believe Southern Tier would do that. And as the the place that I got Wegman's wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, I, okay. Weg, Wegman's is pretty on top of stuff the with their distributors. I mean, yeah, but even then, I mean, the distributor. I, I've been be. in Wegmans before when they've had the distributors like pulling stuff off the shelves. Okay. So. Yeah. So I mean, it could just be a bad bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is yeah. It's it's very bland. It's very nothing. And I thought this would be like the dark horse of uh, of the yeah. competition. Yes. Because I mean, sad I mean, beer day. <laughs> Southern Tier. I mean, their pumpkin ale is oh like my the god. Best pumpkin ale you're gonna have. We just had that again the other day. It was great. Still. <laughs> we were like, it's on sale now. They're trying to get rid of this. Oh, I, I bought a bottle of it, um, I forget how long ago it was. Like, I found it. I was like, oh, it still exists. And I grabbed it because I was like, I'm probably not going to have this again until Seven, next year. Seven fifty is the uh, cheapest I've seen it for. Yeah, I picked it up. I was I was having a, a date night watching movies with a girl, and I picked up uh, the raspberry beer and the pumpkin. Hmm. And, I was like, and I was like, eh, beer's for girls. <laughs> there we go. Here's for girls. And also for the consuming male. And do not get them either of these beers because no, they no. are they will cockblock you. Overly hoppy and not enough anything. You yeah. know, to see it say three variety hops and two malts, it does not taste it in this beer. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say go out and not try it. I get the hoppy at the beginning, but then it just like just yeah. melts. If you see it, ask for a sample because it might it just, might be bad, you know. It might just be the beer that we have. It's possible. Because yeah, I, I do really don't remember purchase this. Right Southern now. Tier, I'm let down today. It could be, I mean, we it's could be brew. not tasting it from just the hops explosion from the Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Blasting our t- taste buds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it could be killing it that way. I, I'm willing to put this on the side and come back to it later. Mm-hmm. So uh, I still have like half a glass here. You know, you really want to make sure when you make a purchase, you get your purchases fresh. Something that comes out this week. Something timely. Something active. I have to say, Paul has not been on his game with the segues since I... Since he stole that since one? I, I stole that. Which that wasn't recorded? That wasn't recorded. It's shaking you, sir. It's shaking you, and you have not been able to do it. What was that? That was, that was, that was a good doing? one. That was a good Wasn't one. Wasn't that a good segue? Not as good as Jones. It was really forced. It Wait. just seemed... Okay. It seemed... Mm. Mm. I know we leave it. We leave the segues to you because you are a master. 
But I think your confidence has been shaken. I guess so. You need to get back on the horse, sir. I need to go train. You need, you need to need fly to high. Mr. Miyagi needs to teach you. <laughs> I think so. He's dead now. Oh. Pat Moriarty will not have anything to do with you. <laughs> Paul son. Does that make you want to cry, Paul? <laughs> girl? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Comic books, the list, December 7th. Yeah, I already segued it once. I can't segue it again. I'm just trying to get back to it. I'm sorry. I don't know what that was. I'll be picking up a book from Marvel, though, guys. Uh, really? What? I'm going to pick up Defenders number one from uh, Matt Fraction and something no Dodds, I think it is. Terry Dodson? Terry Dodson. There you go. Dodson. We've got Dodson we here. we got Dodson. See? Nobody cares. <laughs> Jurassic Park references. That's the Gervaisi we call the time on the podcast. But Dotson, Terry Dotson. Uh, but coming out of Fear itself, bringing back those great characters, Silver Surfer, Iron Fist is going to be in it, Doctor Strange. I'm sorry, I thought you said great characters. Oh. Uh, no, they're good. Um, coming back into the Defenders realm, it's going to be kind of. It's supposed to be kind of fun, actiony. Kind of book. I like Matt Fraction. I can't say I like everything he's done, but I like him as a writer, and I appreciate him bringing this book back. Yeah. I'm a little afraid that it's still too close to uh, Fear Itself, seeing as the Hulk is making the Defenders go after that uh, whatever creature that came out of him getting the hammer, basically separated him and the Hulk. Yeah. And uh, that creature is still running amok in the Marvel Universe, and that's what the Defenders are doing. They're defending people from this weird hammer creature. See, uh, to kind of like go to Fear Itself quick, I read the final issue, and I was like, oh, okay, it's the final issue. Like, Is it the final issue, or is it the point one? Well, this or is... Or point two, or point three. <sighs> Fuck Marvel, I don't care. Like, I, I read it and I was like, oh, they killed Thor. Okay, I don't care. Like, I yeah. wasn't actually making a joke. There's actually Fear Itself 8.1, and then Fear Itself 8.2, and then Fear Itself 8.3, which is actually the ending of Fear Itself. Marvel needs to stop with the points, because I don't care anymore. Yeah. I know you like the point one stuff, Paul. Like, well, I thought like, it was a good and jumping on that, point. Like, but... What five years ago they killed Thor and they brought him back? Remember, all the kids got mm -hmm. the the shit, and they were then the Thor and all those characters. So, I mean, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> they kids. did that. They did that. They brought down Asgard, and then all the the kids found like a kid found the hammer, and then he was Thor, and a kid found a stick, and then he was one of the other guys. Like they they've done this already. It's when he got his new outfit and everything. Hmm. Yeah, just, I haven't been to Marvel enough to. But I mean, they've done it already recently, you know. <laughs> so okay, kill Thor again, and they killed Bucky. Yeah, but then no, in the point one issue, you learned yeah, that he wasn't really killed. He's yeah. back. Yeah. Which he's going to be Winter Soldier now. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is cool. Yeah. I like that. Because you got Steve Rogers back as, you know, Cap. I just wish there was a better story to take him from Cap to Winter Soldier than what happened in Fear Itself. And I have to say, I was actually enjoying Fear Itself. Like, I I liked everything that was happening in it. But it's just kind of like one of those ho-hum endings. Mm -hmm. 
Like, Marvel can deliver good stories, but it's just... The finale's not there, ever. Like, I can't remember the last time I read a Marvel book, like, or miniseries, and I was like, man, that ending was great. I can't wait for what happens next. Even, like, Civil War, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And the end of it, it just, like, it peters out. Mark Millar, who can't write an ending. No, no, I think nobody at Marvel can write an ending. No, because it's all of them. Remember House of M? Oh, my God, fucking Bendis. He's the worst at endings. Yeah, because what? What was the stupid, um, the the Asgard War, whatever it was, where, uh, what was the last year, the big... Siege. 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 Yeah. They can't get away from Thor-based, like, stories. But, I mean, yeah, it's always, like, got an idea, and everyone's like, wow, that's a really great idea. And when you hear the idea, uh-huh. you, I mean, you guys pick up those things. Yeah. I, hardly you, you borrow them from us. Because I know. And here's the thing. Yeah. I read those first couple issues and go, eh, I got enough. And I never uh-huh. finish them. I never well, finished Siege. <laughs> I never finished Civil War. Go back. I never Secret finished... Invasion. Yeah. It's like, oh, great idea. They, they can't tell who's who and who's not. Mm-hmm. And even Reed Richards is like, yeah, I, I can't even figure out. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, I have an invention that will. Yeah. No, you couldn't have an invention. You said you couldn't figure it out. <sighs> but then, no, you see, he could figure it out when he got up to S.W.O.R.D. and then use their technology. And it's He should already work. have their technology. He's the fucking smartest man ever. Maybe. Who's pliable. <laughs> Your contacts bothering you. Can you tell? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're squinting. It just started like I don't know. It just you should take some action on that while I talk about Action Comics number four. Thank you. <laughs> Written by Grant Morrison, uh, drawn by Rex Morales, and supposedly there's going to be a backup feature. What exactly? <laughs> I didn't know we were doing that over at DC anymore. They've been throwing them in every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I've just been really enjoying this. Uh, Action Comics number three had a great cliffhanger kind of reveal that, uh, spoiler alert, that the Brainiac has been talking to Lex Luthor this whole time. And he's been giving Lex Luthor the inside scoop about Superman, this Kryptonian that came to the planet. Um... He's the one that, you know, they've kind of been working together. And uh, I just really love the Lex Luthor Brainiac team-ups. I was just going to say that they're always great because they always always think they're smarter than the other one. Mm -hmm. And they always got another plan to try to scoop them. And uh, it's always great. And to have a writer like Grant Grant Morrison do it. It's something you want to see, and he's already been doing a great job with this book. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, what was um, what was the hardback little book that they put out a little bit ago with um, Superman coming to his own? Like he goes and he tries to be the oh, uh, Superman Earth One, Earth One by JMS by J. J. Michael Straczynski. Straczynski. That was a great take on him coming to Metropolis and, and mm-hmm. choosing to, what to do. Grant Morrison is nailing it on what I want to see on a early... Where Clark has decided to become Superman. Yes. You know? And and just the, the work coats, the jeans, yeah. the, the t-shirt, the cape, like all that stuff is... It's fun. It's great. It's an interesting take on Superman, and I really like reading it. And what I really enjoy is, it, so far, it's been almost half and half Superman and Lex Luthor. 
you know, Lex Luthor is my in for the Superman universe. You know, Paul Cornell had just finished up that great run on Action Comics starring Lex Luthor. I even I really enjoyed Brian Azzarello's Man of, you know, Man of Steel Lex Luthor uh, series. He is my in, and to have that team up be center right here, right now, so early in the Superman mythos, great. Hmm. Chris. Well, yeah. Paul. Do you have a book that you're looking forward to coming out December 7th? Um, a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> not so not so much for me there's really like nothing big coming out that when I was looking over the solicitation I was like oh man I can't wait to get that um, there is a book that I am really looking forward to though and it's actually Huntress number 3 and every time that a Huntress book has come out it's been my pick I don't know if it's just like slow weeks or just kind of like it says is, what I like about the character. It has always been the first week, which was, what you said, was the slowest in the new DCU. And I, I'm really looking forward to Hunters number three. Uh, Paul Levitz, Marcus Toe on art. I, I just, he's doing fantastic, fantastic work. I think this is some of Marcus Toe's like, best stuff. And I really enjoyed his Red Robin run. Mm-hmm. Marcus Toe does a great job. And I draw girls that I would want to date. He, <laughs> yes. And like I can't wait to see where he goes from here. Like... I don't know who is um, coloring for him right now, mm-hmm. but it's much, like, much softer than his Red Robin stuff, and it seems just fits so much better, and I hope they continue to work together, because Marcus Toe is becoming one of those artists that I will follow. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did an episode about that, like, I don't even remember how long ago, now it was a couple months now, but he, he's making my list of artists that I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to follow this guy. He does do a really good job, and that book is... Really good. Like, it's a character that I've always liked. She's, I mean, when we had to build our own teams, she was on my team. You know, I wanted that bat family with that little extra, we'll kill, we'll... Go ahead. Keep going. We'll, we'll do things. And um, I like I like having her in the, in the DCU, and I like these stories that are coming out of this. Awesome. And I think that takes us out of what we're... We're looking forward to coming up, and now we can get retrospective. We can look back into the past and uh, do reminiscences about the Muppets. Hi, this is Kyle Stevens. And this is Jim DeMonacos. And we're a Kirby Crackle. And you're listening to Bagged and Bored Podcast. Chris, you gotta introduce us. It's your baby. Well... (laughs) Deja vu, Paul. <laughs> well, I'm happy to say it's time to light the lights. It's time to put on that makeup, Paul. It's time for the Muppet Show tonight. <laughs> it's time to lift the curtain. Muppets are awesome, Paul. They are. I love them when they're babies. Muppets Babies was a great show. It was, it was a great show. <laughs> That's probably my first memory of the Muppets, is Muppet Babies. If, if that is your... No. No. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think, I think so. Muppets. I think you've just discovered the root of why Paul's not really a big Muppet fan. What? You don't cast this dispersion. No, it's happened. It's already been cast. It's, it's been thrown. I was a Muppet fan before that cartoon. Yeah. I, the the I, Muppet I, Show. I knew who the Muppets were, and then I was like, oh, there's Muppet Babies. Yeah, it was like, holy crap, the babies! When did the cartoons come out? It was early 80s. I remember getting like 
Happy Meal or like Burger yeah. King toys, like based yeah. on the Muppet Babies. Early eighties. That's what I'm saying. AKA when I was born. Yes. We were all okay. born. We were all born. <laughs> like the same age. I'm gonna say eighty six. I'll say eighty five. I'm looking. Prices right rules. But uh, what what did everybody say? I said eighty five. I said eighty six. Eighty four. Hmm. Paul didn't through say ninety one. So therefore, through ninety one, I was so I was not nine. even a year old. You were nine. Yeah, when when it ended. Yeah, but that you. you I was zero. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned one. And it Technically, was you were nine on. months at that point, but whatever. <laughs> Life begins its conception, Paul. <laughs> you know it doesn't. Oh, when send you, your send your mail to contact at bandwidthcast.com. Yeah. <laughs> you take your own in the person. Otherwise, we'll take a hanger to you in the back alley. Okay. <laughs> Parasites aren't alive; they're just feeding off of me. We've <laughs> 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 been drinking. Some people choose to uh, think that the Muppets aren't relevant anymore. <laughs> Others say, like, "Hey, if you're aware of the Muppets." They've never went away because they've always been around. Since that's a dig at Paul. That is, well, now they're with their comeback. Yeah, with their movie, the See, first movie in over twelve years. By the way, I I don't call it a comeback because what's the movie about? It's We're the Muppets reunited. It's, Paul didn't this see is the movie. I know. This is a Muppets retrospective, so we're going to talk about the Muppets, and then... Yeah, and then when and I then throw we'll up, get to the movie. When I talk about my first memory of the Muppets is Muppet Babies, you were like, what? No, we can't no. talk about Muppet Babies in the end. It wasn't talk about Muppet Babies yet. It was shocked that yeah. that's your first experience with the Muppets. Because yeah. your first experience with the Muppets wasn't Muppets. It was a cartoon. Well, maybe it's... Might have been like Sesame Street with It's Not Easy Being Green, like having Kermit the Frog on some of the okay, like, like Sesame. Yeah, when he was he was like but, uh, in the overcoat yeah. doing the news. Yeah, stuff like that. Or hi ho there, Kermit the Frog here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Well, technically everything on there is a Muppet too, right? I mean, that was all still done by Henson. Mm-hmm. Well, at the Sesame Street was actually a show that they brought him on to make relevant and make mm. good. And he and that's what he did, and then after he he pretty much came in and created it, he um he kind of went off his his own way and wanted to well, show that he can do it in an adult version. And he he had mm-hmm. none of those rights too. That's all owned by a Children's Television Workshop. Like that's why when you see like the Muppets Muppets, there's no mention of like anybody else except Kermit the Frog, who's kind of like floating. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. uh uh, Big Big Bird made a cameo appearance in the Muppet movie, the first Muppet movie. Yeah. Oh, he was breaking into public television. Um. But yeah, what happened? I mean, what what happened was is he, Jim Henson came in and he found out that you could actually do puppets and have people really like them and. He came in and started doing them um, for television commercials, and then he got hired to do to bring it to Sesame Street, and then he wanted to go somewhere completely different with it and do it an adult version, and went on the Saturday Night Live in the first season of Saturday Night Live doing a 
puppet, um, more adult with dragons and uh, king and everything. And then he went from there, he left after the first season, and two years later created The Muppet Show. And then when he wanted to make The Muppet Movie, people said it was going to flop, and it was huge. Hmm. But I, The Muppets, to me, is just, and it's, it is, you know, like, the show is a little more adult, but it is something for the kid. Yeah. It's for the child in you. And it's something for your imagination, and you have to let go of anything you think is real, <laughs> and just go with it. Because Jim Henson brings in this kind of magic that takes... Well, and, and that's just because the Muppets are real. Like, they're physical, they're there. And that's one of the things with how he shot the Muppets, was you didn't see any strings or anything. You saw them, you know... From the waist up. And it is always a little weird when you see him walking. In I know, it always throws me out a little bit. <laughs> Unless like, it's Sweetums. Yes, like like the bigger Muppets. Yeah. Like, it's it's okay, because you've always seen them that way. But yeah, there's something unsettling about that. But Jim Henson brings in just this, this kind of... He just had this kind of magic to it. And after he, you know, he passed away... You still had the Muppet movies, but they were missing just that little bit of magic to them. And it, it's nothing to say against, you know, Brian Henson or any of them, but sometimes you just can't capture what that creativity that somebody brings. Well, I, I feel like at that point, too, the Muppets had already been signed over to Disney. Like, the deal was done. Like, I think Jim Henson was happy that they were doing something with him, but it's not what he would have mm -hmm. done. Um, and, I mean... When I think of the Muppets during the Disney years, it's always more like, oh, it's ABC's The Muppets. Because it's like, that's when you get like, oh, Muppet Cinderella. Like, Muppet Treasure Island. Island. Um, I mean, they even just like a couple years ago. Muppet Cinderella? Yes. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino was even in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. I'm that's maybe that's why you think like, the Muppets have been gone, because they've been around. This is their first movies for this, years. No, this is their first big screen release, or, though. Yeah. The, I mean, there's a difference since Muppets since or Muppets in Space or Muppets from Space, yeah, whatever it's yeah, called. Since, from Space, yeah. Um, but no, they they've done a bunch of other stuff since then. Like even like two years ago, there was like the Muppet Christmas special, which I thought was fantastic. It was about them trying to get their letters to Santa, but the post mm -hmm. office is closed, so they have they have to go on an adventure. Huh. That sounds quite like a story that somebody else was talking about last week. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Ow! I just scratched my lip. <laughs> um, <laughs> John hurt himself on the podcast. Uh, All right, wait. This is one hundred and two for that reference. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. It's always been like, yeah, Disney's owned the Muppets since like ninety one, ninety. Whenever the deal was signed, and Jim Henson set up the deal with him, but. Passed away before the deal could be signed. Mm. I know it happened like three or six months before the deal was signed with Disney. But he was happy that it was going to be going to them. And I, I think that was honestly a lot to do with Michael Eisner at the time. Because Eisner was very, like, all over the place with what he wanted to do. Like, do you guys remember the cartoon Gummy Bears? Yes. yes. Do you know how Gummy Bears about came about? Here, to there, everywhere. He saw his kids eating gummy bears and was like, kids fucking love gummy bears. Let's make a cartoon about it. 
That's where gummy bears came from. Because sounds... these kids, like, they eat gummy bears. <laughs> sounds very Stan Lee-ish, if you don't mind me saying No, it. honestly, it is. like. So I thought about it. That's like, kids like crawling on walls. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, Disney was actually going to be doing a musical version of Noah's Ark with Andrew Lloyd Webber, uh, Webber because, yeah, people are into, like, Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff. Let's do this. And then, like, they put all this work and money into it, and then he was like, no, why would we be doing that? Let's focus on this. And I know that's, like, halfway into my Stan Lee voice, <laughs> because they are very similar, Paul. Yes, um, they are. And honestly, like, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers came about because the movie The Rescuers did so well. And they're like, he was like, how can we cash in on this? Let's do this cartoon. Oh, well, let's use these characters because something else was already happening with, you know, the rescuers down under. And that was a great cartoon. So for him to say, like, well, hey, Muppets are big. Let's bring in the Muppets. Um, just kind of, like, folds them in. I, I really feel like that was more of just, like, a Michael Eisner, like, let's just snatch up something because people are latching onto it. But then once we have it, what do we do with it? No. 2002, I'm reading, is when the deal was finalized and uh, Disney owned all trademarks to anything Muppet-related and also the word Muppet. Because hmm. it was definitely after, like, even Bear and the Big Blue House came out. Yeah. And that was being released through the Disney Channel and then they bought it out. Because, uh... But... Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Disney owns it. It was after high school for me, so that the deal actually went through 2000. I think that's about right. 2002 sounds about right. Maybe mm -hmm. 2001. Well, even in like the like early 90s, after they had started working on this, like Disney was trying to get behind the Muppets. Like, that's why they have a portion of um, Disney's Hollywood Studios. At the time, it was MGM Studios. They wanted that to be like the actual Muppet section of the park, almost kind of what Universal has done with their parks, where they have like, okay, this is like the Marvel like yeah. section. This is Harry Potter. Super this Hero is Island. Seuss. Yeah. Like they wanted it to be like a full Muppet studio. Um, mm -hmm. They have the. I don't know if Paul. I know you haven't been down there, but John, have yep. you ever been to the uh, Muppet Vision 3D? Yes. It's a fantastic. It's not really a ride. It's like it's, it's a, a 3D, 3D movie. movie. With, like, other effects kind of thrown into it. Yeah, like and it's low hot air. Hot air, like, there's water shooting at you, bubbles. Like, it's it's a fun experience. They wanted that just to be kind of, like, the tip of the iceberg. There was actually going to be, um, it was supposed to be, like, a restaurant that was, like, ran by the Muppets. Which never happened. Um, oh, also, like, a ride, too. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, like, it, it just didn't occur, and I... Again, attribute that to Disney just like, hey, we've got these characters. What can we do? And I mean, even, I think it was in the 2000s when they tried to do the Muppet show. Uh, Muppets Tonight. Yeah. yeah. It was on uh, the TJF. That was actually on for like two or three years, I think. And I, I watched that like every Friday night. Cause As did I. I fucking love the Muppets. There was like that... Like, weird, like, like purple, dragon, like... He was, like, catfish thing. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. what he was, but he's, like, partial catfish. I, I thought he was catfish. Skeeter. Yeah, catfish. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what he was, but... You reminded me of the one blind guy on Becker. 
I think that's racist. <laughs> that was said his race. I said he was blind. I think it would be handicapped-ished. Um... You look at that Muppet and then look at the guy. No, guy it, 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 it kind of makes you kind of see that. Yeah. He can't say he could. He, he doesn't. They had dreads. He doesn't speak with a Muppet accent. I don't know. <laughs> One of the things I did always love about the Muppets is when they did create a new character, he got folded into the universe. I mean, Ratso was in. Muppets. Rizzo. Rizzo, I'm sorry. Uh, was in. Um, Manhattan, and then oh yeah, that's right, yeah. And then he he folded into Gonzo and him telling the Christmas story, and him always being Gonzo's pal. That's actually where um, Pepe King Prong came from. He was on Muppets Tonight, and then he got folded in because his first like actual Muppet quote unquote movie appearance was in Muppets from Space. Best jokes I've ever heard was Pepe's uh, one joke: "What do you get when you cross an elephant and a rhinoceros?" Elevino. Elevino. <laughs> I don't think you guys get it. No, no. no. Elef? Yes. No. That's exactly how he tells it, by the way. I don't think you get it. <laughs> no. He explains it more. It's all part of his gag. It's part of his gag. Yes, it is. I get it. No, I'm explaining that gag to you. Paul's making another oh, gag. See, Paul, don't meta. gag again. It's meta. It's meta. Now, Paul, did you ever, as a kid, watch The Muppet Show? Uh, I remember the one episode where Cliff Huxtable... <laughs> so, no. ...has a really good, like, pepperoni... Uh, like, a really peppery kind of sub right before going to bed. And he has a nightmare where the Muppets are a part of it. And Sweetums is there. Your favorite. Uh, I do love Sweetums. I do remember... I don't really remember much of The Muppet Show. But it did end in 81. And I don't know if it was continued to be aired on regular television. When remember, we, I was broadcast only. Growing I, up. See, so, I know so I... Was, so, so was my family. I know I saw it, but, but I don't remember to, where or how. We yeah. used to... My, even my dad was mentioning this. We would do... We would have dinner... And then as soon as we were done having dinner, we'd all go in and watch The Muppet Show. That's cool. You've been lying about your age this whole time, ever since we were friends. It would be in reruns, <laughs> but, I mean, we would go down and we would we would watch it. And it was such a great family thing because, and it's it's like why Shrek's great, you know, because yeah. the adults get the adult jokes. The kids love the pictures and the kids love the slapstick and they love the jokes that they do get. But it's one of those things that hits... It hits every generation because it doesn't dumb down for the kids, and it you know the the adults can enjoy watching it, and that's what the Muppet Show was. The Muppet Show was for adults, but kids mm-hmm. fell in love with it, and I fell in love with it. And then you you get like the movie mm-hmm. that just came out, and when I sat down and this movie started, and you follow you follow these two brothers, one who happens to be a Muppet. <laughs> And the other one who happens to be Jason Siegel, you follow that kid who fell in love with the Muppets and loved him for his whole life. And the movie made me feel like a little kid again, watching the Muppets and absolutely loving them. And I had, like, my dad kept making comments, and I had to tell him to shut up. You're ruining this for me. 
because I felt like I felt like a little kid again. I felt like that character that was the Muppet. It just hit me, and I I want to have that feeling again. Like I can't wait to see this movie again to feel like a kid again. It it definitely had that. Like I was actually looking forward to the Toy Story like mini cartoon before it, and as soon as I sat down in the theater. I completely forgot that there's going to be that little Toy Story tune before it because I was like, I'm going to see a Muppets movie like in the theater. I was like, I don't remember the last time I did that. And I went on Thanksgiving Day and I was actually shocked at how many people were in the movie theater for it. Like, I felt like it was going to be one of those situations where it's like, oh, you know, like I'm the only one in here. Like, you hope this witnesses love the Muppets. <laughs> they, they must because there was like a ton of people in there. And, and Native Americans, they also love the Muppets. They no. they hate pollution, though. <laughs> they <laughs> makes them cry. I don't think they celebrate Thanksgiving as much as we do, right? I don't know. No, they, that's just normal day for them. I have to ask around. Um, but there there was that sense of just like fun that you don't normally get at a movie. No. And I I attribute that all to the Muppets because I've been excited for movies before, but this was a little bit more like heartfelt. I feel. No. It's weird to say it like that, because I like I was laughing out loud. Like there were parts where I was like, "This is really sad." I was like, "I'm I'm afraid of crying. Like that would be really bad," but I didn't. I kept it under control. I'm looking at the microphone. Okay, because I cried during Up. Up was Up was really sad. Up was really sad. three or four different times. But th- this movie has heart, and I f- feel like Jason Siegel, who was actually one of the writers of this, they nailed it. They did. And what was shocking about this movie is this is actually the first Muppet movie that Frank Oz has had nothing to mm-hmm. do with. Yeah. Because he took a stand and was like, I don't like what they're doing. I don't like the direction they're taking it. I'm out. Gone. Yep. And when I saw this, I was like, what's not to like? This is the Muppets as they are today. Like, they realize that they haven't really been doing anything. Like, they're broken. Uh, I'm sorry, what's that? They realize that they haven't been doing anything. They haven't been doing anything? The Muppet Studios are shut down. This takes oh. place in like time from actual Muppet movies released in theaters. Nothing else. Because if you were watching like ABC two years ago, you know they're all still friends. No, this... In Muppet movie timeline, oh, it takes place okay. 12 years later. Oh. They're a broken family. Like Everyone's off doing their own things. Like I don't even think... It, like... Um... Muppets Treasure Island, or even Muppets in Space, like even really counting here because mm-hmm. it, it's the Muppet movies, not the you know Muppets, yeah. not Muppet projects. projects, yeah, but the Muppet movies, and yeah, it's it's a, it's bringing the gang back together and and putting on this show and it, it go ahead. no. I was going to say, like, just when, like, you said that, like, when I was sitting there in the theaters, I was like, holy crap, this is Blues Brothers with Muppets. Yeah. And how's that feel? Muppets from Space came out in 99, so that is 12 years ago. Yes. But they've done other, like, TV stuff since then. Right. Yeah. So we were, well, you were saying that they might not be counting, but if they are saying 12 years ago, then it has to be counting Muppets in Space and Muppets Treasure Island. 
Well, think... Muppet Treasure Island, I don't think, came out in theaters. Neither yes, did the Muppet. Did, did it? Yes. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Yeah, both did of those really? I don't remember. I know I saw it, but and I don't remember And I saw where. Muppets in space in theaters. But then they I'm had, not like, a Muppet fan. But they, they also had, like, the Muppet Cinderella and, like, other TV specials throughout. Yeah. But it, it, it gives you the sense that, like, these... The Muppets are real. They did the show. They did the movies. And now they just haven't... They kind of just went their own kind of ways. And it's them coming all back together to stop um, Tex Richmond, played by... Uh, Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper, who does a great, who does a great job. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Is he a Darwick? He, he, he says maniacal laugh instead of actually laughing maniacally. <laughs> but does he say it like he's a Darwick? He, he kind of does. Yeah. Um, and it's... I don't, you know, I mean, it's it's them coming together, but in those coming together, great things where like, well, we'll never have enough time to get everyone. Well, we we will if we do a montage of it, mm-hmm. and then they do it, and then all of a sudden, like Ralph's in the back of the car, and he's like, "Hey, you guys didn't show how you got me." He's and like, just, I, "He's like, I thought I had a pretty good story," and it's just him laying in a hammock, and they, and they walk up like, "Hey, Ralph, we're getting back together." Okay, <laughs> and like that's it. And then there's there's like just like the muff. Muppet, what do you say, like, Muppetisms, I guess? Like, we'll never make it in time. Let's travel by map. And then you have, like, the red dot traveling mm-hmm. across the map. And then it shows them driving out of the ocean. And then they get out of the... Bre- the, the, pe- the humans that are in the car get out, and they're like... <gasps> <gasps> like, it's just these great little fun bits, and... I thought it was really sad when Fozzie's dressing room was in the alley, and it started <laughs> raining. He's like, save the pillows! <laughs> Because he's, he's performing with the Muppets. Who are the Muppets? They're a Muppets kind of tribute band that performs oh. in like a seedy like hotel slash casino. And what's his oh. name from Nirvana and Foo Fighters? Is the Dave drummer. Grohl's the drummer. Dave Grohl's the drummer. Animal. <laughs> no. Because they all have like two O's in their name, so it's like Miss Poogie. Oh. Like Hermoot. Um, and I mean, you had, you had a lot of fun um, guest celebrities in it, which was... Now, my one complaint, not enough cameos. I would have liked to have seen a lot more. It, yeah, it would have been a little more fun. Like the, the Whoopi Goldberg and that crap at the end. Well, I, I, Whoopi Goldberg would make guest appearances on The Muppets tonight, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that's why she was kind of in it. Yeah, but like the the other... <coughs> like, What, did you want Zoe Deschanel to come out and do a song with The Muppets? Yes! The chick and then... Um, I don't the know chick. who that other kid was. Um, they're from Disney, Disney Channel they're stuff. They're from Disney Channel Selena stuff. Gomez and like one of the kids from some other show, which I, I'm not uh, familiar with. From Sunny with a Chance? Or Possibly. From, I, I, I really know. don't know. Like The only person on Sunny with a Chance I know is Demi Lovato. And that's just because I think she's really cute. Mm. In kind of that broken way. There's a vulnerability there, as John would say it. I love the vulnerability. Uh, uh, but I mean, Alan Arkin, who... Who's in it? Who's actually yeah. one of the only people in the movies who was a guest host of the Muppet Show? And what I think is really funny is when Kermit's going through trying to find a like celebrity host, he's going through his Rolodex and he's just like crossing off people's names. And like one of the funny ones I thought was like Cindy Lauper. I was like, she's still alive, like, <laughs> because like it's just fun. Like he he tries to call like who else like. Is like Jimmy Carter one of them? Yeah, Jimmy Carter was one of them. Oh, he's what? He's building a house? So, like, I'm okay. surprised they didn't get like Steve Martin or someone. Yeah. Like, 
I, I would have thought like he would have been like a sure like lock for this. I was expecting to see him in there, yeah. at least in a thing like no, no way. Um, you can sit there like, see, you know, making movies with Latifah. No, criticizing art now. Uh, but it would have been. It would have been a fun like um, like to get him to do it by doing like a banjo off between him and Kermit. I mm-hmm. and that that was my first thought is like they both play the banjo. <laughs> yeah. This is like a sure thing. Banjo off. I don't want to start off with. Oh no, Paul! I would have to. There's no other way for it to yeah. start. <laughs> they got a duel. Um, but I mean, he had Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Um, Jack Black. Emily Blunt. Wait, Neil, thought... Neil Patrick Harris. Who I. Uh, no, no spoilers for Paul, who hasn't seen it for I some goddamn reason. I thought the Katy Perry one was cut because she was wearing a a, 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 a top that was too revealing. No. No, that was only that was on Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. Where you're running Which, um, I guess she, like, cold. she did come back to do something else, a little bit more modestly dressed. But the first one was great. It was great, but... The fights. Honestly, like, if you look at the video of it, which I have, because Katy Perry's adorable. And I have she, seen it, too. She's not, like... Not wearing something on her top, like it's just very sheer. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. Yeah. I'd play with her. Boop, like, boop, boop, boop. Well, of course you would. Like no, like tag or flashlight freeze tag. Pete and Pete, we just watched that like flashlight. a couple days ago. <laughs> like crawlers. <laughs> Sorry, it's all right. Paul, um, so Muppets. Paul, this what? has everything you want from a Muppet movie. It's today. a comeback. It's a comeback. I'm using air quotes because, like I said, they've never gone away. They've had like those like viral videos over the past year, which did fantastic. Which one came in the past year? Um, when did we start like doing this? Because they had like uh, there's the pumpkin carving one with the Swedish chef that was last Halloween. Mm-hmm. There was what else did they? The Bohemian Rhapsody one, which was almost two years. Which ago. Was almost two years ago. But for, like, that was like the first one that they came out with, and then they came out with one like every two months after that. Yeah, but none of them really <coughs> hit viral other than the Bohemian Rhapsody. They all got like a ton of views, though. They might not have been as like big, mm-hmm. like make a splash, but they had subsequent follow-ups. Degree. You were going to say something before I kind of started talking. I don't. I, it was about the movie. I don't. You can remember. say movie stuff because we're talking about it. I don't remember, but I. I mean, everything. There's. I mean, I don't know what to say. I lost you just, train of thought. Why don't you just make a crowd noise? <laughs> <laughs> that that wasn't like an audience screaming for John. Like that was just him going like. Ah. <laughs> don't watch the trip. <laughs> It has good parts. It has uh, good, good parts. parts. It gets fucking old really fast. Yes, it does. Uh, but uh, this Muppet movies, yeah, like Jason Siegel plays a you know a great part. Amy Adams plays a great part. I I have to say I love Amy Adams, and it's really um, from Enchanted. We haven't talked oh, really? about like the human people at all. Enchanted? Yeah, Enchanted. You really like? I really enjoyed that movie uh, because out of creating. Really? Because when you see Amy Adams. Like, in that movie, you buy her as a real-life, like, cartoon princess. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, in real I world. do, but... Like, she nails that. Like, I can't see anyone else, like, just doing that as well as she did. And she's a great actor, because... An actress, because even, like, in The Fighter, when she plays, like, a, a tough girl from the hood, she does, she sells it. She does a great job as that. 
Mm-hmm. And like I just I enjoy seeing her and stuff now. And it was really the part when she's kind of off on her own, like on their like great trip, when she's having the party for one, and she's singing that song, and I was like, Amy Adams, I love you. Like I can't wait to see her as Lois Lane. Yeah, I think she'll do a great job as Lois. Like, and I think Jason Siegel just he plays it off so straight where he has a Muppet for a brother, but they're just like they're inseparable. Like you yeah. believe it. There is like a a chemistry. Yeah, and you don't between him and the Muppet. Or yeah, him and Amy. No, be- between him and the Muppet. Okay. Honestly, yeah, you do. You believe that they're brothers, and you believe you believe this Muppet is so engulfed in the Muppet life because they're the, the, the they're the only things that he can really relate to, and then he has his brother that totally loves him and is the exact same way. He is just as awestruck. He wants to do everything with his brother, everything just like him. Um, they dress alike. They do music numbers alike. And you do. He he sells it. He sells it as the me that would be like, holy shit, it's Kermit the Frog. I, I, hello. Yes. Wait, you want us to help you bring the group back together? Yes, please. Wait, and, you're saying we're your friends? I, I didn't know how I was going to feel about... Um... Jason Siegel's brother, Walter. Um, he's kind of like the new addition to the Muppet family in this movie. Because he's kind of like a central role in it. But I actually enjoyed him. Because there he is like the most human of the Muppets, I feel. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like you really need that because, yeah, he is a Muppet. But at no point does anyone ever like look at him and say, like, no, you're a fucking Muppet, dude. Like, what are you... No, you're one of us. No. He, he's a fan of the Muppets, and they treat him as such. Like, he's just a normal person. He just doesn't grow. No. Just kind of sad. But the musical numbers, I think, are awesome in this. Especially, like, that, like the first one, where, like, they're just, like, walking down the street. Yeah. And they're just singing about how great life is, like, when you have someone there with you. And it's just, like, life's a filet of fish. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, Paul, you, I, I will I'm see sorry. It eventually. It's, I'm sorry. It's just a busy time it's, for me. I it's, like. I, I walked out of this movie with a smile on my face, and I'm sure I had a smile on it like the entire way through, except for the couple parts where I was like, "Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry." I I walked out of this movie wanting to just skip and play and mm-hmm. be a kid again, and then it was like. Uh, I gotta go home and run a race tomorrow. You know, like, I had to go back to my real life, and I was sad. Like, I was like, I want to watch The Muppets tomorrow, and the next day, and the day after that. And the biggest thing, like, coming out of this, I was like, are they gonna start showing The Muppet Show on reruns? Are they gonna start a new Muppet show? Like, that, I want I want this stuff to happen. That night, um, my friend and I, they went to actually see it with, like, we came back here and we went on Netflix and Hulu looking for anything Muppet-related that we could actually sit down and watch. Like, And unfortunately, there's nothing on Hulu, Hulu Plus, or Netflix that's Muppets. That's not like Jim Henson's Storyteller. Like, Because ABC is part owner of Hulu. ABC is owned by Disney. Disney owns the Muppets. That's only four degrees of separation. That's, that's not that's a lot of not degrees. That's not even freaking. That's not even Kevin Bacon. They, um, I mean, you. I mean, you can order the seasons. They have all the seasons yeah. of the Muppet Show out there. And um, what is a few years ago? Is it on Amazon? 
A and E. I think, um, I think it might be before they watch instantly. They're I think so. A and E put out know. the the best of the Muppets, which is a you know like you you order it and every month you get a DVD. And my sister has almost all of those. You should probably borrow those from her because I, I want to watch them. I will because I've watched them all. I've watched them through through and through a couple times, and I'm like Ooh. I want to get these again because I'm. I'm a Muppet fan. I love the Muppets. Do you remember when I lived with the horrible ex Lisa <laughs> and you came over to watch Muppet movies with yeah. us? Like there was something I, that me and a horrible ex could agree with. Like, let's have a Muppets night. We invited a bunch of people over to watch I, Muppets. I was sad because the Monday after the movie came out, I had a group of friends who was actually going to see it. They were celebrating Muppet Monday. They were all going to see the movie and I had to close that night so I couldn't go with them. And the next day, I was talking to them. I was like, hey, what do you guys think? And they were both like, oh, my God, I loved it so much. And um, Jesse was like, this year, Muppet Christmas Carol, my house. He's like, I, I have to watch it. Yeah, this is really good. He, he, he wants to make... Sorry, I just kicked Paul. It happens. Like, he, he's super excited to like sit down and watch that with like family and friends now. Yeah, I, I definitely plan on this holiday season re-watching all the movies. Muppet... Muppet Movie, Muppet Caper, Muppet Take Manhattan. How many are you going to fall asleep during? <laughs> All of them, because John always falls asleep during movies. I get up early. Hey, what'd you think of Tangled? I fell asleep halfway through <laughs> you it. You watched Tangled without me, Kate? I uh, know. I, I will walk away he, now, He sir. watched it without me, sir. I walked away Paul, from you. Paul, it's on Netflix. I know. You can, you can watch we, it. We, we were waiting for you. Paul. I told him the same thing. Paul, I'm paying for that Netflix. You can watch it. You watch John and Kate plus eight. <laughs> I was waiting for you. 